to your double dose of espresso for your attitude. A program all about the hashtag attitude shield mindset. This is a new operating script for your heart, mind, and soul. This script will pull the power from words you hear and say to energize you. There's no limit to the energy one can access this way. This script will also train you to respond to situations and not react. Have you ever made a decision that was driven by emotion that later you regretted or could not keep? Attitude Shield trains us how not to fall into that trap and so much more. Understand the following going in. A strong attitude shield cannot be built casually. Each one must be built personally and hardened by action. Then one must be trained to use it both defensively and offensively only after it's been forged in the fires of your heart and soul. It's so personal that once you have it, you'll never lose it. Who's this for? The serial entrepreneur, the dreamer, team builders, and anyone looking to grow from where they are into a person who's mentoring others as they sharpen their business mindset and are driven to succeed. Now your host and Attitude Shield mentor, David Parker. Greetings. Welcome to the next session of Hashtag Attitude Shield Mindset Training. I am your personal trainer, David L. Parker. I am honored and humbled that you're here to listen to what I have to say. And we're going to go in a different direction today. For the last, what, L-E-A-D-E-R-S-H, eight episodes of training, we have been breaking the word leadership down, pulling the power out of each letter as we do, as we make a word into an acronym to teach us, to help us drive forward, to give us that energy mentally that we need as we rewrite our operating script, because that's what this is all about. Because if the one you are working on right now could take you to live the dream, the ultimate target, then it would already have done so. But since it hasn't, we need to fix it. We need to rewrite it. We need to upgrade. We need a software upgrade. And that's what we're here to talk about. Now, like I said, for the last eight days, we've been talking about leadership. We still have the letters I and P to go through, but I want to take a detour. I want to jump off of leadership for a minute, and I want to go down a couple of roads that people inside my inner circle, people in on the Attitude Shield team are dealing with right now, and put out what Attitude Shield has to say about the situation. The, the two topics we're going to talk about for this episode and probably the next are hurt, being hurt, being cut, being bleeding emotionally, end of a relationship, death of a relationship, however you want to call it, and then standing up on your own two feet and defending yourself against toxic leadership or toxic people, period. Right? I'm going to get really fired up about both of them because they're heavy-duty topics. They're, they're things that people deal with all the time, and sometimes they choose what I would say the wrong way. But I want, to, I want to read you something. I want to tell you something. I want to read you a statement made by a really successful guy All right, because I believe in working smart. And he said that it's easier to adjust 
to the hardships of a less successful life than to adjust ourselves to the hardships of making a better one. So it's easier for us to stay in the muck and in the crap and in the garbage and in the pain and in the quiet, desperated life than it is for us to really just go ahead and suck it up and adjust to making it better. Now, I know you're probably saying to yourself, what is he talking about? What I'm saying is it's what I call the old coon dog story. So these two old farmers are sitting out on the porch. And there's this big old coon dog laying between them. Big old hound dog, hunting dog, right? And every now and then the dog would raise its head and go, and then it would lay back down. Well, that dog did that five or six times. And the neighbor visiting the other guy said, hey, what in the world is wrong with your dog? And he said, ain't nothing wrong with my dog. He's laying on a nail. Well, why does he keep whining about it? Because it doesn't hurt him enough. He just wants to whine about it. To me, that's exactly the same thing as what I just read to you. Every day, people find it easier to adjust to having a crappy life, to dealing with toxic bosses, to being in relationships that suck, to just being miserable. Because it's easier to adjust to that garbage than it is to adjust to the hardship that it is when you're working to make a better life for yourself. Every day, people decide that they're not going to live their ultimate dreams, their ultimate target. They're not going to achieve that target. They're not going to tap into their potential. They're going to settle for less because the pain that they're dealing with seems better than what they think is on the other side. The hashtag Attitude Shield Mindset is here to tell you that that couldn't be more wrong if you tried. Settling sucks. Settling is not going to make it better. You're not going to get used to the pain. You know, I got full sleeve tattoos, wrist to shoulders, and tattoos in other places. And I've always enjoyed how everybody says you get used to it. And you do. I remember, I'll tell you, I was 18 years old, 1985, maybe it was 84, 85, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and I walked into the Dance and Dragon Tattoo Shop, and I got myself this little, barely the size of my thumb in length, black rose tattoo on my back right shoulder, and I about came out of that chair. I'm talking whining like a little sissy boy, just couldn't handle that tiny bit of pain because I wasn't very mentally tough yet. Now you'd look at me years later and you'd say to yourself, there ain't no way that guy feels pain. Well, it's because I got used to it. It's because I decided that it was worth dealing with that kind of pain was worth it because it gave me what I wanted. But it never gave me my ultimate target. It never gave me the ultimate dream. It never gave me the freedom of what I wanted, which leads me right into bad relationships. I've always find it interesting, even in my own life. I look at my own life, and I look at getting involved with somebody, and I see a funky way of getting started. 
you met so-and-so at the bar. You met so-and-so at the this. You met so-and-so at the that. Right? And one of you, if not both of you, was in a bad place. I see this with guys all the time. That they meet a woman who tells them all about the stories about how the last guy was such a jerk and everything was bad and everything sucks. And they, you know, they, they go home with the guy and then they never leave. And then the guy is all shocked 10, 12, 15 years later when the relationship doesn't work. Well, you based it off of nothing. You based it off of, I'm going to be the guy that fixes it for her. Or you base it off the, I'm going to be the woman to fix it for them. Whatever it is, if you enter into a relationship where one of you has to carry the water for the other, sooner or later you get wore out. Now, I'm going to tell you straight up, I am not going to do a show on marriage. I've had in a previous administration, and I was a crappy husband. I've had a previous administration, and I was tricked, cohorted, whatever you want to. I've had situations that we could talk for many podcasts, but what for? Because it wasn't their fault, it was mine. Why was it my fault? Real simple. I hadn't dealt with my own crap. I didn't have an attitude shield. I didn't have an operating script that had been written and rewritten to a level high enough to actually be a long-term good partner in a relationship. Now, I don't, I don't know where the statistic is, and I don't know if I can prove it. Okay, I can prove it. I remember where it's at. They said that 32 is the best age for a man to wait to get married because that gives a man plenty of time to get a career going and settle into their own skin. 32. I screwed that up. So I was in a relationship through what I call the rewriting every other day of your operating script phase. Now, I believe most people are actively rewriting their operating script, whether they realize it, know how to do it, know what they're doing or not, actively, like on a weekly or better basis, from somewhere around 15, 16 years old till you hit your 30s. Ask the people that are closest to me that tell you that I like to say, I never had a coherent thought in my head till I was 34, and it took me till I was in my 40s to understand it. So taking your time and building an attitude shield is going to give you a better chance to be in a good relationship. Starting a relationship off of some funky stuff, like you were so drunk that when you two got to your house, you crawled through the dog door because you didn't know your door was unlocked. And then years later, it didn't work out. Gee, I wonder why. You know, picking up the Last person left at the bar on a Saturday night that turns into a relationship, you have bad odds. See, most people are such in a hurry to be in a good relationship that they don't take enough time to sit back and go, uh, what in the world are we talking about here, right? They don't take a look at it. They don't slow down and think about it. As an Attitude Shield script rewriter that I'm hoping that you're becoming, You need to look at that. Are you taking your time to make sure that the things that you want are there before you start taking on the responsibility 
of, say, another person in your life? Are you doing that so that you can do your best to make sure that you're the best person to be in that relationship? I hope that makes some sense to you. It makes sense to me, but I hope it makes some sense to you. Because your ultimate target, the sooner you get there, look, success is awesome at any age. Any age. Any age where you can get to you get to have six Saturdays and a Sunday. You get to choose how you spend your time is awesome. Getting there at young age is awesome er. I don't even know if that's really a word. Awesome est. Awesome ish, right? It's awesome. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's exciting. It's soothing. It's optimal. It's magnificent. And it has energy. Awesome. See? I can whip out an acronym on a word. Bang, bang, bang. Just like that because my attitude shield is strong. But when it comes to relationships, if you're not in one right now, I'm talking to you. If you're not in one right now, slow down. Take your time. Get your life right. Get your stuff right. Then find yourself a way to be in a great relationship. When my wife and I just went over 10 years together. Now I promise you, if there's anybody ever listening to Hashtag Attitude Shield podcast that knew me in my 20s, they're like, what? 10 years? That guy? Because they're going to be like, because remember, I've taught you a thousand times now. People only remember what they knew of you. They never let you evolve. So I got a previous administration who still thinks I'm a 20-year-old idiot. I'm in my 50s now. What I'm trying to say is don't settle. Don't settle for the pain that you know because you don't want to figure out how to overcome the pain you think is there to get to your ultimate target. Don't stay in a position where things are bad. Don't do it. And by the way, it's very, very important that you look at this. And now we're going to go into something. I'm going to give you a lot of attitude shield pounding on your forehead. If you find yourself, if you wake up one day, like the talking head says in their song, this is not my life, this is not my beautiful house, and this is not my wife. If you find yourself in a situation where a relationship has ended, this is the one time in your life that not knowing the why is good. Not knowing the why is fine. People will argue with me on that. What do you mean I should know why? What are you talking about? He's crazy. Well, he is crazy. But he also understands that wondering why is better than getting a list. So would you rather wonder why? Or would you rather have 10, 15, 20 reasons that this person's ended the relationship with you, and now you get to spend your time while you're mourning the death of that relationship in all of that mud, in all that stinking crap. The odds are that your relationship has ended because you're with somebody who's a garbage can. In other words, they, they fill up, and then once they're filled up and they can't put any more in, they just throw out the garbage can. Right? We've talked about that, garbage cans and garbage disposals. And a lot of times, the person being left, if you find yourself on the end of the, I don't know why they left stick, and you can't understand how they're out on a date, or how they're out doing things, or how they're out doing this, that, or the other thing, you can't understand it. That's because you're not understanding that they've been thinking about this for more than a minute. A lot of this has already been planned, staged, thought about, set up, worked on, 
You think they just woke up one day and packed their bag and left? Then how'd they end up where they're living? How'd they end up with what they're doing? You have a superpower. Remember, the first one is connected to the second one. But remember what the first one is. The first superpower is that when you make the decision, when you get rid of the pain, or you get rid of enough of the pain, and you make the decision that you're going to let it go, and you're going to give up the right to ever be mad at that person again for what they did, you get free. Now here's superpower number two. Superpower number two is you get to decide how long you're in pain. I get a kick out of people. I know you're going to say, man, this guy's mean. But I get a kick out of people who decide I have to be sad and I have to be in misery and I have to live in a woe is me life forever because so-and-so walked out of my life. Or six months or a year. That's how long you got to mourn. Why? Who said so? Remember I told you if we human beings would learn to talk to each other and share our knowledge with each other and then when we were given knowledge, if we human beings could figure out how to implement it immediately, we could save ourselves from a lot of pain. Do you realize we could end wars permanently? Wipe them out of existence if we could learn to learn from each other's pain. If we could learn to understand that doing A plus B equals C instead of being hard-headed and going, show me. Got to prove it to me. I don't believe you. I think you're wrong. I don't believe you one little bit. And we go do it anyway. Like the kid who sticks a fork in a light socket. Or the kid that burns their hand on the burner on the stove. Do they do it once? Once. Exactly. They do it once. Why? Because it hurt like hell. How come we can't learn to do that with each other's pain? How come I can't share with you that you wreck the odds of being successful if you do this? If you steal from your boss, you wreck the odds of being successful in your job. If you cheat on your significant other, you wreck the odds of having a successful relationship. No, you got to find out for yourself, right? Well, when you find yourself on the short end of that stick... When you find yourself wondering why they left, why don't you pull out a pad, a paper, and a pen? What? Who uses a pad and paper anymore? We use laptops. Whatever. Pull out something to write on. And write down in the last year all the wonderful, fantastic moments you had. And on the other side, write down all the reasons you're glad they're gone. If you happen to be like everybody else, and end up having a list on the right-hand side of why you're glad they're gone, then why are you mourning the relationship anymore? Why are you letting them rent space in your head for free? They left. They don't live in your roof no more. They don't eat at your table no more. They're not sleeping in your bed no more, and they're not tearing up your bathroom no more. So why are they paying no rent to live in your head? Why are you allowing this? Why are you making the decision that it's fine to keep on hurting. I don't give a damn if you can get over it in one day. High five to the forehead. Good job. Outstanding. Attitude Shield says, you decide how long something bothers you. You have the power, the insight, the freedom, because you're a human being, to decide exactly how long something bothers you. 
Yes, you do. You absolutely, positively, without a doubt, have that power. Nobody can take it from you, and nobody can give it to you. They can't give it to you because you already got it, and they can't take it from you because you're still breathing. Now, when you stop the second one, you don't need the power anymore anyway. You have the power to decide how long you're going to hurt. And doing things in retaliation, doing things in a way that, oh, might be to spite that person who left, that's not attitude shield. That's slipping down to the operating script you were working on when you were still making a mess in your diaper. Because retaliation at the end of a relationship doesn't end you up anywhere you want to go. R&R stands for railroad, right? So if you're retaliating at the end of a relationship, you're on the really bad railroad and you're not headed where you want to go. And there is no way on this green earth that you can be carrying an attitude shield and act that way. It's not possible. doesn't mean you don't have one. It means you put it down. You put it on the chair. You left it in the bed of your truck. You left it at your neighbor's house. You left it up against the barbecue. You forgot it at the bar. You no longer are carrying your attitude shield. You're no longer actively involved. You're now being a victim. No attitude shield mindset person is a victim. Don't be a victim of circumstance. Don't give in to the pain. If somebody walked out, if somebody changed their relationship, if somebody chose to not be with you anymore, they're lost. You're an attitude shield carrier. You're already ahead of the power curve. And you are going to make the decision to take on the uncomfortability, take on the pain, take on that which is uneasy, and go after 110% the ultimate target because you're not going to lay back. You're not going to let off the gas. You're not going to throw the attitude shield in the back of the truck and go to the bar and see how far that goes. You're not going to do it because you're better than that. You're stronger than that. I know it. End up on a message. I know the old saying, revenge is a dish but best served cold. No. Revenge is a dish best never served. When you don't seek revenge... On somebody, you show you have a strong attitude shield. When you don't seek revenge, when you don't retaliate, that hurts the other person more. Because they have this false sense, like they got away with it. But in the back of their head, when their little demons come talking to them at night, they know it's baloney. They know that they actually were the ones who got hurt. They realize that they actually lost the battle. I love people who think they beat me in a battle. Just because I didn't go after them with revenge. I didn't retaliate. Why? Why should I? Why should I retaliate? That's for people who have a weaker, earlier version of the operating script. That's not what you and I are working on. Be successful. That's your revenge. Be successful. Choose to be more than you ever were with them. That's retaliation. Choose to be a better person than they could ever be, no matter how many stories, how many lies, how many mistruths, and how many ways they twist what happened. Use that attitude shield. Keep it on your forearm. Pop them in the head with it. Don't let them win. 
Don't let them rent space in your head. It costs too much. Keep your eyes on your ultimate target. Keep going forward. And remember, I'm going to talk about toxic treatment in the very next episode coming out tomorrow. I didn't get to it today, but it's coming right after this one. All right? Between now and then, keep your eyes on that target. Keep that shield shiny. Keep working on your operating script to upgrade. Don't, just because people say this is how you should do something, you must get revenge. Don't listen to them. you got to look at every single person that's giving you advice, and if they are where you want to be or going where you want to go, maybe listen. If they're not... If they're drunk in the side of your truck, you don't want to listen. Between now and then, like I said, keep your eyes on the ultimate target. Be well. Don't be treated poorly. Stand up for yourself. Tune on the next edition because we're going to talk about toxic relationships, toxic leaderships, and to stand your ground. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Attitude Shield, your double dose of espresso for your attitude. The new operating script for your heart, mind, and soul. In today's crazy busy world, we thank you for spending the time with us as we train together on how to forge and use our Attitude Shields. Check us out on Facebook and on the web at www.attitudeshield.com. Again, thanks for spending this time with us. Between now and when we talk again, keep those shields up, eyes on the target, and always be moving towards your dreams.